With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Uncle Puckers, uh, Chris, Bobby, and Tony, or Dan tonight, rather. Tony is not with us uh, this evening. But uh, yeah, so five games, preseason games in the books, one more to go, and we are, what, nine days away from opening night against the Red Wings? This is getting to be a lot of fun, man. Might as well win them all at this point. Yeah, preseason uh, doesn't matter. Preseason wins, unless they're winning them all. <laughs> then it does. <laughs> and it looks great. Preseason like doesn't matter. Yeah. Wins Definitely. and losses don't matter in preseason. Absolutely not. I can. I don't care if they lost every game this preseason as long as, you know, it depends on what you're, I think, trying to accomplish in sure. your preseason. Um, for us, I, I, you know, a couple of spots that needed to be filled and really just kind of gelling these, these top lines, which haven't played together yet. Um, you know, they've been pretty much split up, but uh I'll tell I mean, you. I get it. You could say it doesn't count, but if you were looking at zero and six versus six and zero, yes, they don't count. Wouldn't you be a little bit more concerned that you didn't yes. pick up one win? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, what I was meaning, like you know, depending on what it is the team's looking for. Like I think, like with the Devils, it kind of does matter because you want that speed and you want that, you know, make sure that you guys are moving the puck and you can score the goals and stuff. Where a team like Philadelphia, I don't think it matters for them wins or losses. I think mm-hmm. they want to just see what they, they want to see their guys. They want to, yeah. Get, sure. Yeah, and, we, uh, we talked about before preseason that's started. Point. That's why I said I, I'd like them to go in with a winning attitude and win as much of these as possible just to kind of keep that momentum going. I just feel like when you're a championship team, that's how you should be looking at, at the preseason. Uh, it's kind of a tune up for going out there and kicking ass. And when you're sure. kind of, not that a, a future Stanley cup winner couldn't have a bad preseason. I'm not, I'm not suggesting sure. that. I just really like when you kind of start off fast and the confidence they have right now, even though it's preseason, you know, five straight wins with split squads or half their lineup in each is, it's a good thing. You know, to their credit, if they weren't doing as well or if they were playing different players and therefore didn't have as good a record, they would say all the right things. But there's no doubt this feels better to them. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't know how that top line of, you know, Brat and Hughes and, and Toffoli was going to work out with Toffoli in there now. And, man, he looks like he's been playing with those guys for years. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that Seamless. Scary. Seamless, yeah. Six goals last night. Uh, Jesper got the Brat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that line was just every time they were on the ice, it was scary. Uh, Hughes with a goal, 
Pratt with three. Um, who else freaking scored? Um, I don't remember right now. I got to look through the notes. The, but the it was passing, some, yeah, that goal that, aside, all the passing was just – I mean, I haven't seen them whip the puck around like that in maybe ever. I mean, it looked unstoppable. But you got – Holtz had a goal, right? Isn't that no, no, he wasn't in last night. Two oh, from Marino. Three from Brad and one from Jack. That's right. right. Marino had a deuce. That's Marino. that's right. Okay. Uh, Marino looking Marino. good, right? Marino. <laughs> Brushing Marino. down the ice. Uh, so, I mean, I watched the game. I don't know if you guys caught it all or whatever. What some highlights? What did you think of Simone Nemec? I I I don't think he's fully cooked yet. Uh, I think he's amazing. Um, I I wonder how he's going to do. I I want to see him in the lineup. I'm not going to be too surprised. If it's not right away, yeah, I, I see flashes of brilliance with him. I still think it's Miller's spot to start, and I, I you know, that maybe that kind of makes it harder for Nemec to come in mid year. I don't know because he's not getting the reps, but it's just the way it seems to me to kind of have a little bit of a more steady presence back there. But from what I've seen of him, I mean, he looks freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, there are some defensive mistakes he's making sure. absolutely but you know that's got to be expected but the they seem is, like small correctable ones they don't yeah. seem like glaring like this guy whoa you know like but man he's got great vision um that goal that the islanders scored uh where he tried to swat the puck away with his stick i don't know if you guys saw that it was coming out of the zone he was playing and uh playing the blue line and it was an elevated puck and he kind of tried to swat it down with his stick as opposed to grabbing it or getting his body in front of it and right. he missed it, and the puck got behind him, and an Islander was uh, off to the races. And I thought, like, I was like, Nemec is going to catch this guy. He didn't catch him. I don't even remember who the Islander player was, but they scored on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was some good and bad and ugly from last night's game. I mean, I think that Hughes' uh, line is just awesome. I mean, that line is so freaking good. I liked uh, the McLeod line. I thought they played pretty good. Um, and, you know... I thought when you had Schmid and um, uh, Sorokin in net, you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, I didn't expect 11 goals. I, right. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing that was a little bit like, wow, holy shit. You know, so either- I was kind of on and off with that game. It seemed like every time I, I flipped back to it, I did see the devil score, but I actually didn't see much of the Islanders goals. Yeah. Did Schmid I'm- play poorly or yes. was it? He did. Okay. They, you know, okay. The first couple of goals, uh, they were, bad tips and just kind of bad breaks. I think it was like the, the, the last two goals were definitely stoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a couple. Yeah. They, he, he didn't play great, but neither did Sorokin. And it's weird yeah. because he uh, some of those goals on Sorokin, like that tic-tac-toe play was insane. Yeah, there's no chance on it. He's as, yeah, there's you can't no blame chance. anyone for that one. But like, uh, I thought like Schmid was, it's weird because I've, like, he seems to struggle a little bit against the Islanders. It, it's hmm. just like, it doesn't seem to come too easy against uh, the Islanders where the Rangers, he just locks them down. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what it is about their play that is that, 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 you know, this happens, but I mean, I still believe in Schmidt. He didn't, you know. It doesn't matter if you let five in if the other team scores six. If you no, score it's six. no alarms because it's just like you said. It's 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 absolutely what shouldn't happen happened when you got those two going, especially Sorokin. Yeah. They are and, two different. And you have one of those weird wild games with eleven goals. It just it happens. It defies logic, and then you it move was on. fun. And it was fun. It's the, fun, yeah. Yeah. If you look at the way the Rangers play, though, they it is a little different. Like they have more sustained pressure, where like the goalie's kind of under siege for a while, and they can't get out. Of, you know, like that. That's where he was at his best against the Rangers. You know. 
they have like those flashes, especially second and third period where they're holding the puck in your zone for a while. That's one style. And, but I thought like the way the Islanders play, they're more like a counterpunch team. Yeah. hundred percent. So like they, you know, they'll, they, they don't sustain a ton of pressure on you. They look for a mistake and they pounce. And that is a little trickier maybe for him adjusting to the different styles. You well, know? It's, it's awesome too, because now like that's it. They just showed another way that they can win. And yeah. they hadn't had that right. kind of win yet. You know, yes. they had the shutouts, they had a tight game. They had a, pretty much a blowout they didn't have one like that where there's yeah. okay you want to go tip yeah. the tat we're gonna win in the end you know? yep it's just it, it was a little bit now if this was our you know full team and we were letting the islanders score five i might be a little bit worried in a regular season game but again right. preseason doesn't matter we you know half of our team are guys that are not going to be on this team um yeah speaking of of which uh i saw the uh, dan you saw we saw the article um i just want to sure. read this to you guys because yeah. um this isn't something I think that we really discussed or even I, thought about. I know I, I looked at the same one as you, and I'll just say I thought it was something I had never considered. Yeah. Right. So Jonathan Bailey for Pucks and Pitchforks writes, and he titles it, New Jersey Devils, Recent Depth Edition Starting to Backfire. He writes, the New Jersey Devils are off to a perfect 4-0 start in their 2023 preseason campaign, and most of their roster battles had been settled prior to training camp. Even depth positions, such as the fourth line left wing left vacant by Miles Wood, appears to be filled, or so we thought. With Wood off to Colorado, it was widely assumed that Devils prospect Nolan Foote would get the first crack at making the roster and scoring at least one goal in each of his brief cameos with New Jersey over the last three years. Instead, the Devils signed veteran forward Tomas Nosek to a one-year, $1 million contract. Foote is no longer waiver-exempt, so if he doesn't make the NHL roster, another team will claim him for free off waivers. And back on March 3rd, when the Devils traded a 2024 fourth-round pick to the Canucks for Curtis Lazar... They created another similar unforced error. The team already had Nate Bastion before adding Lazar, and then they signed center Chris Tierney this offseason, who has a history of being a productive 40-point player. This time, the issue is that two of those three will presumably force Tice Thompson to miss out, even though it's possibly Nate Bastion, even though it's possible that Nate Bastion will start the year on injured reserve, nursing a shoulder injury that bedeviled him throughout the 22-23 season. Oh, that's nice. I like that word he used, yeah, bedeviled. Yeah, that's good. Smart. I get Tom, it. Thompson, 24, <laughs> actually made the that's Devils good. opening night roster in 2021, I'll bet on IR, before injuries of his own limited him to just 18 games in total between New Jersey and Utica. Thompson, like Foot, is no longer waivers exempt, and at the moment, it seems the Devils are willing to give up on two of their more seasoned prospects in favor of older, more expensive, and one-dimensional vets. Nosek and Lazar are both defense-first, penalty-killing forwards who are black, black holes in the offensive zone. The former has never scored wow. 20 points in his NHL season, while the latter hasn't done so since his second season in the league way back in 15-16. Tierney scored 40 and 48 points back in back-to-back seasons in 17-18 and 18-19, but his production had dipped drastically in direct, direct correlation to his reduced role. Since then, the 29-year-old subsequently found himself playing in the AHL last season for the first time in eight years. And then he writes here, effectively, the only way the Devils can keep both Foot and Thompson is if Bastion indeed starts the year on IR and Tierney is sent to Utica. As a result, Simone Nemec and Cal Foote will be joining Tierney on the comments, comments, which shouldn't be much of a surprise anyway. Whichever route GM Tom Fitzgerald and the Devils decide to go, they have to get it right. Foote and Thompson have both had excellent training camps to this point and cannot be given away for free. 
Their upsides are simply too great to ignore at the behest of experience and special teams play. Mm. Now, we never even discussed the idea that possibly Thompson and Foote are going to have to hit waivers. And I agree with that article that there's no way they're clearing them. Um, so Okay. Yeah. Now, we, is, I'd say that I wanted to ask you, like, do we know this is factually accurate and that we were just unaware? Like probably a lot of fans. I'm not going to feel stupid about it. But never did I think that we would be forced into this corner before the season started. I mean, am I just out to lunch here? Or is that something that anybody saw coming? Well, apparently Jonathan Bailey saw it coming because he wrote the article. But I didn't see it. I didn't even think yeah. about it. I, um, I'm just saying, is there any way this guy's wrong? I don't think so. No, I doubt no. he's wrong. You're going to vet this kind of stuff before you yeah, go out and say I it. Don't I don't think I so. think that as far as foot, I felt like we knew that that was a possibility. But we also felt strongly that this is a guy you can bury on the roster to not lose him. I didn't know about Thompson, though. And it seems like right now there's a no. scenario where we're fine. We can keep them. And then if, you know, maybe you have, that you have to just let go of, of the vet later. You know, if you don't need Nosek and Lazar is maybe the option here if, if it's a problem. Well, but, uh, uh, you know, I remember when mm-hmm. Nosek came up, I, I think we were kind of like, all right, another depth move, I guess. Right. But what really was the point of bringing him in? I mean, if you have to risk what we have now risked. Do you know I what I'm saying? Like, was there an upside that I'm point. not, I don't well, know. I really don't, I can't even pretend to wear the GM hat here, but. Well, we discussed a little bit that Nosek could possibly have been brought in because we were unsure about what was going on with Michael McLeod and whether or not he was right. going to be even playing on this team this year. Um, and at this point, nothing's been done. Nothing's been said. So he's on the team. Um, but even Tierney, then, Chris, we said, but don't, but we already have Lazar. So what yeah, is yeah. going on here? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I guess so Tierney has a two-way deal, so we don't have to worry about him. Right. So we just send him Not down the and that's it. Right. Uh, but if Bastion is healthy to play, then you are going to lose one of those guys. You don't have enough spots. So you're going to have to make that decision. That's one of those dudes is going to have to be sent down. And there's it's just we are no close matter what, to that decision. So what would you do? I mean, the I'll GM the looks for a trade here. partner. You don't lose him for nothing. You pick up a draft pick or something. Yeah, or no you cut the vet. Him. No one's going to draft him. Nobody's going to make this, a trade, is, I mean, for him. If I, if I know that you're – going on waivers in a week. Yeah, you're going on waivers No, I mean, but he doesn't have to put him on waivers. I'm saying he could take one of the two while he's keeping him on the NHL roster and just try to flip him for something right, if that's do, the way he wants to go. But. Okay, so let's just say this. You have to lose one. Who are you losing? Foot and Thompson. Uh, you know, right that's away, I, I, I say I Thompson just because I've just been a big foot supporter. But I, I have not looked at them side by side, and nor do I know which one might actually project to be the better player. Me too, but I, I just can't like the idea of you. foot and right. the way he plays, and I thought that's always something that we needed. Of what I saw this preseason, I got to say, foot looks more dynamic, you know, between the two. But neither's cooked, and we don't know where they're going to be. I don't even know. I honestly don't know. I think I think Thompson had a better. Uh, ex- a preseason so far, ex- a better camp so far, but okay. I think Foot has a higher ceiling, um, mm. especially with what you get. You know, you Foot came over with the Blake Coleman trade. Like you gave something up for Foot. Good point. Um, right. Albeit how long ago it was, but still, you sure. gave something up for him. I'd like to see Foot on this team. I mean, maybe the best thing to do is you know throw Bastion on IR, but then you know you do run into a problem. So if Nosik and Lazar are playing and the team's doing great, and they're playing really well, yeah. and now you have Foot and Thompson sitting up in the healthy scratches, sitting up in the uh, the suite watching on, 
you can't send them down, which means they're not getting pl- time playing in Utica. So you're basically just no, relegating them to practice and sitting on the bench. That you, seems like a, a hole in their in their logic when they come up with these rules. You know what I it mean, really feels what like? What world should young players like that have to sit? We pay them to right. not play the game when they should exactly. be developing. This feels like a team that's like been to the conference finals, maybe lost in this like a team that's legitimately I'm ready to go and I'm willing to bring in a couple vets for the making a team that much better, even if it means I got to lose a couple of young guys for nothing because I want to win the cup this year, which would be a little premature for the Devils. I mean, they're, they're a hell of a team. They're picked to be one of the best, but it's, it's kind of ahead of their messaging. Playoff. They're always that's, telling that's us, I mean. you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, we're, we didn't even expect to be this far is kind of the vibe you get from them. Like we believe in this team, but we're not done yet. So you're right. That's like I mean, way ahead of their messaging. Yeah, because even all we knew as a group without knowing about how much time they had left on their contracts was that the moves did seem weird. We're kind of like, why, you know, now it is a lot more confusing. We thought Mm -hmm. at the time that there was definitely something coming down the pipe relatively soon that was going to implicate McLeod and he wasn't going to be on this team, which is the only thing that kind of made sense. Like he went out. I don't even know where that whole story is. Is this still a shoe yet? Wasn't there a report or something like some timetable, all this nonsense was going to come to a head at some point. Well, or was I, I imagine, hear I that there was a bunch of players that were suspended from playing for Team Canada, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I reading? Is, is that right? Um, yeah, you probably see more on it than me lately. I haven't heard much. But nothing as far as the NHL goes and nothing. About, I, I don't know anything else that's happening with that. Um, I did think, though, that, like I said, that there was a. Uh, I thought there was some report that. from the national team or even the Canadian government. Remember, there was there they had like in, they opened up uh, yeah. the Canadian I don't know, House of Commons or whatever the hell they have there to uh, investigate this. Look here, sir. We're going to find the problem here, sir. There was a bunch of flappy heads <laughs> that were outraged. Listen, buddy. I'm outraged, buddy. This is not about, this this is about sexual assault. <laughs> it's a boot. <laughs> it's about respect. Can you tell us again what this is a boot? <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's something. Uh, let's see. Uh, did Nike suspend relations? What did he all da, da, da. Crisis on ice. What you need to oh, know. Crisis on ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from March 28, 2023. Says police allege five members of the 18 World Junior Team of sexual assault. That's, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I thought that there was some kind of suspension. Um, let's see. You guys can... Uh... No, you know what? Because the reason I asked, Chris, is like we were talking about this puts the any players, any teams with those players in a tough spot. Like, oh, yeah. if something's happening, they kind of want to know about it. We even entertained the possibility that moves were made because GMs were notified. I mean, right. we're just talking about su- stuff that pops in, into your head to explain the things that don't make sense, like getting these players, right? So we kind of were looking <laughs> at connecting those dots. There was some of those stories in up at the time, but it does make you wonder. Like, well, let me ask you guys is this any question. timetable uh, like around that subject even a factor in these moves? I, I have no idea. I, I, yeah, again, I, we th- I don't I thought so, but now I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. right. Doesn't what's the penalty, or can you like, so if you sign a veteran to a one year deal like we did for like say Nosek? Okay, what are the options to just cut them loose? Other than you obviously retain the salary and all that. I mean. If that's what it comes down to, so, you know, Devils call it a million-dollar mistake or a million-dollar backup, whatever you want to call it, right? Sure. They can do that, can't they? 
I don't see why not. Right? I believe but it, they've done it before. I'm sorry, yeah. I wasn't listening to you. What was your question? If the devil just wanted Basically, to outright no they pay because him to stay home. they don't want to lose their, you know, the young Here's kids. Here's the rest of your contract money. Just goodbye. Yeah. It yeah. stays on the books, but can't they literally like sit him, not play him, send him down, even though he is on a one way deal? Like, there's something they can do. I think there's something about well, who that. Who are you though. talking about? No Say Nosek, for example. For instance. Yeah. You can't send him down. Right, he's not a two-way player, but can no, but you, you, you cut can him or something? Basically, is what he's saying. Well, I think if, sometimes I think they have, you know, like penalties for that. Though. That's and what I, I'm wondering. Well, I'm guessing if you cut him, like straight up cut him, he would be getting a salary, and then he'd be able to go sign anywhere else. So you're paying, him and he'd be on play. our books for the year too. Yeah, um, yeah, but where I, I guess he's not out of waivers, the game. Too. Another team can take. Right. If you put him on waivers and somebody else takes him, somebody else claims his contract, claims him as a player, and and then he's off your books and he's out of your building. Uh, I don't know. Now, this is what I saw. Andy Strickland, he was on the Cam and Strick podcast, and he said, I, I don't know if he has, I guess he has some kind of in with Hockey Canada or whatever. He re- said that there's five players that will be facing NHL suspensions for their involvement in the 2018 World Junior sexual assault scandal. He even added he knows the names, but he won't say them, though he did mention there were some significant ones. Um, What's the timetable on this? Well, as it says here, back in May, news broke that Hawk Day said, okay, this is still going on from 2018. Many players have made statements that they weren't involved, but others have not yet uh, commented. St. Louis Blues forward Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, who were members of that team, released separate statements on social media claiming they had no involvement. The agency representing Carter Hart, Jake Beal, Cal Clay, Colton Point, and Taylor Radish released a statement denying their involvement in the incident. Four players. From the Canadian Championship team, Cal McCarr, Victor Met, uh, Connor Timmins, Sam Steele, and Jonah Gajovic have also publicly stated they were not involved. Ottawa's Drake Batherson and Alex Formanton were trending because they never made a statement. Formanton failed to come to an agreement with the Senators. Okay, that doesn't matter. I'm just looking for McLeod's name. Uh, the players were not identified in court documents, but it just says, we, it looks like we will soon know the names linked to the upcoming suspensions. That's all it says. So there's still... And McLeod's name isn't even mentioned in that order. Not in that one. Uh, he he was definitely mentioned as a guy that was one of the dudes that did not make any comments. Um, that I recall. So I don't, he got maybe, maybe, it, maybe it still has to do with that. Maybe that's still something. Maybe Fitzgerald knows something that we don't. Um, and you know, possibly I would hate to, I'd hate for that to happen. I don't want that to hang over this team. He's got a plan and he's got a contingency for each problem. And he also, in that role, listen, you gotta be able to say, this is like an acceptable loss. If it comes down to it, I'm taking this chance because of X, hopefully it works out. But if we have to lose a guy because of it, you know, we're still, we're moving forward. What you're saying is it's an insurance policy. It's a hard business. you know, it's unfortunately that insurance policy may or may not be used as far as his career goes. But I mean, it's very this, possible is on the insurance policy on this uh, possibility for McLeod. On this team right now, I like this team better with Nosek and Lazar on it than mm-hmm. Foot and Thompson. I haven't seen Nosek really do much. I've seen and heard and felt Lazar when I'm watching the games, but not Nosek. So as far as I'm yeah. concerned, we could ship him out and throw Foot in there. But I, I yeah, might have just not noticed. Here's the other thing, you know what too. I mean? The grit guys that are a little older usually bring a little bit more grit. Yeah. And both those guys have a little bit more experience to go with that. So, yeah, are they playing the position acceptably well? Are their numbers good? That's all good. But the intangible of grit, something this team really needed, 
that they can bring is probably uh, better at this point than the than the younger guys who, by the time they are developed, we need all three of them on that line doing it. Yeah. But I mean, really what it comes down to, like you have to look at the, you can't look at this and say like what, what the person who wrote the article said, you know, they're not productive offensively. I don't give a shit as if uh, that's the last thing we need right now. Like, you know, to, to throw guys that might not be responsibly defensively, or maybe don't have that grit or play that, that certain toughness to a game, or even that experience to go on that deep playoff run and uh, keep that, because I'll tell you, Lazar is the kind of guy, he he goes, he's a hard worker, man. He goes out there, he does his job, he holds other people accountable, but he also has fun. You could tell he's one of those yes. dudes that's lightened up. On his and face. He, yep. Yes, and he, he can kind of ease, you know, a lot of guys, especially come playoff time. Like, keep him calm, keep him chill. It seems like know, he's got there. a leader vibe about him that Absolutely. you don't expect from the younger guys, so I'm not picking on him, but it's just something he offers the team that the other guys don't. And um, I like him for that, so I don't think it's a bad move. But I also understand, like, you got this prospect, you've been cooking for years, and, you know, basically you, you said, oh, well, it's going to get a chance to emerge, but then it never does. I know tough. Tyce Thompson's not his brother, but, yeah. like, he came out of nowhere, you know, out of nowhere. And then last year he had, what, 100 points or close to it or maybe even over, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Tyce Thompson just blows up up in Buffalo. Like, I don't know, maybe there's something with the Thompson boys. Maybe we need to get Tyce in there. Maybe he's going to be a yeah. – you know, yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, from if I had to take two out of those four right now, I'd go with Lazar and Foot. I would be okay with saying goodbye to Nosek and and Thompson. I don't want to. Uh, right when you when you sign somebody to a two a two way deal, regardless of their veteran status, yeah, that two way still makes them need to clear waivers to go no, down. That's it. The does thing. not no. So there's a loophole where they could possibly say to Foot, "Hey, listen, we'll, we'll give you a bridge contract two year a two way." you know, double his salary for a year or two so that they can send him up and down without it. Well, yeah, it works out. I don't know how that would work with the salary cap or even if you can, I'm guessing you can do that where you could probably take your contract or as an amendment, make it a two way. And like you said, give him a raise. Keep well, him he's an RFA in 2024. So there's no reason we couldn't give him a contract right now. Yeah, a two year deal true. to 2025. That's if you wanted deal. to extend him and you make it. I a wonder how deal. many agents would want their, got to go for that because they might be saying look there's you're going to do that you're cutting yourself short because as as they okay. get forced into a move with you you're going to be offered bigger numbers right but a guy who's making eight hundred thousand dollars if you offer him 1.5 a year yeah, yeah. Two years, well, actually you, you know? can keep him what you'd probably do is you'd make his nhl contract the same uh, like the, that's an ahl contract for eight hundred thousand that's the cap hit. So that's the that's the NHL. Okay. I think the AHL is way lower than that. Like so yeah. So you give him there. you give him his eight hundred thousand, and you give him an AHL contract for you know four or five hundred thousand. So if he does right. have to go he's even down there and play an extra game, play a couple 000. of games, he's still going to make another you know maybe three hundred grand or right. or something like that. I'm not the fucking GM or the number cruncher, but it does seem like that's something you can do if yeah. you wanted to protect him from having the clear waivers. It does that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if he thinks he's got a chance to be on most other nhl teams now he might want to hold out for that because you know it's like send yourself to the minors you know do you, does any player i really want to do that you know i get it you, you might be better off as in the minor system of this team which has like a possible dynasty ahead of them and they're yeah. just telling you they want you yeah. to wait in the wings for that you know yeah, the bigger so, problem as a player you know the devils i might entertain this deal but if i was maybe sending myself to the ahl even for good money uh, on another team that was middling, like I don't, 
that, right. why would I ruin my career that way? You know, and basically say, I'm not going to play in the big show for a couple of years and I'm fine with that. Maybe to get a spot on a dy- dynastic team, I would, you know, I get yeah. it. But it, it, it's weird because it, the bigger problem here or the bigger opportunity is that we've led, leaped into being one of those teams now that like, you're going to have these casualties because now it's fine tune mode. So this is where you're like, we're a championship team. Sometimes you're going to lose a foot to bring in a veteran to win the cup. So let's say we lose both of those guys this year, you know, hindsight, right. And then we win the cup this year. You ain't going to remember them. No, (laughs) you're going to know you won that cup. And you're not going to walk away. You're not going to get rid of Lazar. You're not going to get rid of Nosek. You actually went out and got those guys. So, you know, and I just don't see how it's a good move, whether you're just afraid of going back on what you did or not. It's just those guys have more experience. They're filling the roles better with that grit. And it is, like Bobby said, like a now move. Where where does foot go three years from now anyway? Like, it's not your fourth line left winger in three years. I wouldn't think. And we're pretty locked up, assuming Mercer gets signed, which we all think he has to. And God knows what's going to happen with Toffoli. It's way too early for Toffoli. So you're saying this problem's not going away? No, because I I, think we're a good team for the next eight years. So this problem's not going away. This is the problem you're going to have for a while, which is fine. So then if if you see that, and Tom Fitzgerald sees that, maybe the move is to get all you can for your young guys and just – yeah. Use them as sell, sell some off, yeah, at the right time. I mean, but what I was curious about isn't it a little late for that move now, right? I mean, he's got to make be. a roster decision. So, like, it, who well, really I, wants to jump on that now? Well, I yeah. think the roster decision now, at least to start, is going to be Bastion on IR, and yeah. you know, because he has it, some time. But it's also enticing that forever, I think right? Fourteen games. Okay, that's not buying yeah, as not much. much. You come up with a player to player trade that maybe isn't as favorable for the other team. And then you put in a foot, and it's on a team where he slots right in, and they don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. It just increases the value of that trade. And maybe yeah, a full package yep. down the line is something for, like, a quality goalie or something. Like, we don't know. This oh, is that's, true. that's their conversation. You know, it, it's funny that, you know, you're saying, like, um, how Tom Fitzgerald's looking at the team now, building it out as, as, as fans, we need to start looking at the team that way. Cause that's, uh, you know, you, that's exactly right. I wasn't even thinking, I was thinking, you know, it's constantly about the youth and bringing them in. Like, wait a second. We're done with the youth. We're done with the youth. You're right. Yeah. But it's just it's that a limited number of spots. For so many years. We, we got a few yeah. more guys that, to pay. It's like, Holy we shit, still wait, got, we, we are a championship. And we still team. have a lot from our recent deep, drafts that yeah. aren't even touching the surface yet you and a lot, a lot of, of our team is locked up for six to eight years yeah right there's most teams don't of... have that many guys locked up for that long yeah, what's I mean, the uh, is... rule on ahl affiliates would you, you ever wonder if it would help the organization if they had two ahl teams to, well, i mean does that help at all does that I help with your... i mean Car- carolina this year doesn't even have one yeah They're it's pulling... such a weird dynamic that ahl thing because like, of course, they want their team to do as good as possible, but you're really, your job is to feed the NHL team and to groom them like you play in the big club. So it's kind of weird that you want them to win a championship, but you're also going to take their best guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, at the first chance you can. So it's, it's just. The only, really who's weird. the only AHL team that's not, uh, that's an independent team, not affiliated with any NHL team? There's oh. one. There's one that has yeah. nothing to do with any independently owned AHL team. Oh, I love that. Um, geez, I, I don't. One think of our I know guys. That. One of our guys is signed with them this year. I thought that. Did we talk about that with um, um, 
I might not oh, have been uh, here. Before. Chicago something? Or, yeah, Chicago Wolves. Uh, oh, Chicago Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago yeah. Wolves. Did we talk about that they were independent? Yeah. I mean, Blockade. I yeah. Blockade goes there, right? Yeah, he's got no. Yeah, that's that's where we we're sending it's him. But I didn't realize they were totally independent. Yeah, they're independent, and and Carolina. Yeah, Carolina who's, uh, doesn't even have one. Wh- who do the who's the farm team for uh, the Blackhawks? Which I would assume that the Chicago Wolves would have been. Yeah, exactly. They were independent. I, I don't, I don't know. even I think know. theirs is in Milwaukee or something like that. And some, right, of them, okay. some of them, you know, uh, share them, which is also weird. Like, that's that's that kind of weird. weird. Like, you I know mean, what? Yeah. Just personally, too, and Chris, you've been there a couple times, right? Like, as a as the AHL, I just kind of looked at it as its own league for the most part. I mean, I'm going yeah. to school in Providence. I can walk to the Providence Bruins Stadium. I rooted yep. for the Providence Bruins every single day until the River Rats came to town. Yep. And I threw my River Rats hat on, and I cheered for them because they were the Devils affiliate. I was on the Slingshot team. Uh, yep, and uh, I tried to wear my Devils hat out on the ice, and they were like, "No, you can't do that." I'm like, "This is not the Devils. This is the Providence right. Bruins." Like, you can't do that. I'm like, "All right, fine. I'll just shoot the t-shirts and put it back on." AHL is a good league. I mean, it is the second best league in the world, yep. and it's a difficult league to play in. You know, I mean, it's definitely not as polished and clean as the NHL. I mean, I think I think that you see guys like maybe like an Alex Holtz. I think he would flourish more in a NHL than he does in the AHL. Just now, the next style. step down, the ECHL, that always gets the reputation of being somewhat of a zoo. It like, is. it's, <laughs> uh, you know, the games are a little bit sloppier, and there's so much more, you know, fighting, and uh, guys really going crazy, ape shit to try to make a standout and make a name for themselves who are not as necessarily on an NHL track. Yeah. So they, they kind of get that. Yeah. I'm not going to use like the word bender or anything, but like, cause they're, these guys are elite athletes too. Don't get me wrong, but they're like, you know, they're fighting more. It's more of a gladiators pit. That's the, uh, fun, reputation and that's another fun league. Um, yeah. Uh, the Rockford ice hogs. That is the Chicago, uh, Black oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Affiliate. Yeah. The rock hogs, which is kind of a cool logo. It's got the, the, the pig and he's she's got a stick in his mouth. I, I like it. Yeah, well, it's okay. Chicago's like hog butcher to the world, right? Isn't that one of their names? What is it? <laughs> Chicago, hog butcher to the world. That is, uh, yeah, I have a t-shirt oh, yeah. that says C- that. City with the big shoulders. They got a million names. City with a lot of names, right? That, that's city, the best the big one. City. city with a lot Highland of names. town, my kind of town. Yep. Yeah. The shitty city. Body beat thing, yeah. I've exactly. never been to Chicago. Um, Chicago. I've been through and around. List. I've never uh, kind of hung out there. I just... You know, drove the loop around and stuff, and one day the city will, at a distance. I will visit every NHL arena at some point in my life and see the Devils play. Okay, so get then that I will Winnebago, man. That would be awesome. I, you know what? Uh, I can't say Chicago would be in my top ten, though. I mean, right. Chicago is supposed to be a great city, but hockey season's cold. It's called Windy City. It's just something about it never seemed that attractive to me. No matter how many times you watch Ferris Bueller. You know. Not called the windy because of the actual wind, but oh yeah, it is. <laughs> it is called the wind. It's windy there. How about this? <laughs> it is also windy there. The ten, <laughs> the ten NHL arenas or cities that you want to visit. Go ahead. You said it's not in your top ten, so oh, give, us, okay. give me the top ten. Well, yeah, one's kind of a shitty answer because I've already been there, but Montreal, I got to go back. It's like you know, I definitely love that place and it's i would go back there, there too in the winter that's true but you know what <laughs> so many places were connected underground indoor you don't yeah. even have to freeze your ass off um but you know, it does make a good point there if i was going to go to another canadian city i'd love to go to vancouver uh that's a part of the world i don't know that well pacific northwest so probably yeah. also going to throw that new uh arena in seattle just to try to check that out um 
beyond that, boy, I would like to see some more historic stuff. Um, boy, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I have no real desire to see the southern uh, cities at all. Um, I, I guess I'll pick, a, you know, maybe something in California because it's always a fun time. I mean, weather-wise, you can't do much better than some of that stuff. Um, let's see. Where else do I really want to see? Buffalo. I'd like to see Buffalo. I've never been to Buffalo. I'd like to see a game there. Um, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta think it all out and all kick right. them off. I would, I would, def- I would definitely just for the sake of history have to throw the original six in. So I would definitely want you know New York, Boston, Chicago, Montreal. Um, well, you've done Montreal. So yeah, but I would do it again. Do it I would again? do it again. Yeah. Um, you know what's Toronto? sad though? All those built. I think you meant to if you called. didn't. Uh, but all of them now, they there none of them are the historic. Uh, I know, stadiums. I know, but still, you know, just to see those teams. I, of, of course, bummer, I'd love I to see Detroit in the Joe Louis it. Arena, uh, yeah. Vancouver and Seattle, no doubt. Um, most of the, uh, the the Canadian teams, I, I would want to yeah. go to Winnipeg and, and Calgary. I know it's ice ass cold, yeah. but I just would love to go there and and. Uh, I, I think Calgary really seems fun. like more fun than Winnipeg. I yeah, I hear they're I fun know. cities. Definitely California, know. San Jose, Anaheim, and the, the Wild. Um, yeah, that might even it. be ten or over ten right now. But I, I like Minnesota. I agree. Minnesota I think, is a cool state. It really is. I don't think I go south of, uh, you know, New York on any of mine. I'm trying yeah, to think. Uh, that's that's a tough call there. Um, do I want to go see? No, Dallas? No, I don't. No, but I, don't. I would maybe Phoenix. I would maybe put on that list. Yeah. I put the Yotes on that list. Only uh, if it's in the Mullet Arena, though. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, to see, see the Devils and the Yotes in that five thousand seat arena would be that's, awesome. That's a good point. It would be cool to go into that tiny little arena. As much as the NHL considers it an embarrassment, that's got to yes. be a great way to see a game. Uh huh. Yeah. I would definitely. That that okay. So I maybe have like fifteen. But how about yeah. Bobby? Bobby I, I your kinda, fucking wheels have been spinning for. A well, few the, the first now. I was just writing them down. The first five or six came to me really easy, Good. and okay. it's kind of similar to, to both you there, but definitely the whole West Coast and even most of of Canada for sure. So I know Vancouver. These are just off the top of my head. I, I think it'd be fun to actually sit down and say I if I could only ever Colorado do ten, what too. would they be? Yeah, exactly. I see. I, I forgot about that. Colorado. But I put. I put it's Vancouver, Vegas, Seattle, Toronto. Vegas. I forgot Vegas. Yeah, yeah Vegas, on. Chicago. Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Buffalo, and San Jose. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed something in California there, too. Oh, man. I, I don't think I can narrow it down to 10. Yeah, it'd be tough. I really don't. I forgot about a bunch of teams. I mean, I've only seen – I've been, well, obviously, Philadelphia. You, there's there's very few York, I wouldn't want to go, Jersey, if I, theoretically. Right. I would go to every but single – you know, that would you, be cool to hit every single place. Oh, Maybe there's a couple I would skip. Yeah, like Philadelphia, I'm not, New York. I have no desire to go there. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a yeah. desire to go to Miami. I don't want. Like, I don't want to go to Miami. I don't want to see Tampa, suits. Dallas. Tampa, like I wouldn't mind. I hear the arena is nice and the people, the, the, the games are wild. I, they would be distant, but I would say okay, right. yeah, if I had to go. Same. Suppose with, like, if you're doing this trip and you're going from ice to ice to ice, and you drop into Tampa, it wouldn't be so bad for yeah, a weekend. That's true. If you work <laughs> yeah. it out right, right, yeah. and you can somehow Break make your, sense uh, out of going from tired to being cold to Miami. Yeah, exactly. But even Carolina might be a cool place to see a game. Those those fans look pretty fucking wild. That looks like yeah. a good t- a good time. Uh, Washington, maybe I don't know. I don't really have a desire. You've been there though, right, Bob? 
I've been there. I mean, it was it wasn't a suite. It was suite, you know, which was awesome. It was the first time I've ever been in, in a suite. Um, and I was watching a World Series game, but uh, it, like I said, I did like the arena, but I don't know how I would appreciate the experience as a Devils fan in the stands at the same time. I don't know because I was there just kind of impartial to that game and just yeah. had fun. So. Um, hey guys, football is back this weekend. You oh, need yeah. to get your, your gamble on. You know how you can do that? Um, well, you tell me. I will. DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. Just $5 down on any of this week's matchups. You can get a, you know, instant winner. Wow. DraftKings not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftking.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Dun-dun-dun. We're back. Awesome. Now, you, you were just asking, you know, how to get in on the action, and then you just went on to all that, that right off the top of your head. So that was very interesting. It's crazy how it Your memory is great. Just flows right from the That's brain. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I hear that in my sleep sometimes. I'm not even going to. I have a dream where puts me sleep like in the background. And it's the same <laughs> ad. Like you know, anybody who does has DraftKings as their sponsor. It's the same ad. So if I'm listening yeah. to the NFL Network or you know anything, and they go, they read the exact same one. See what so they kind of do know it by heart. He, by he just right? put us up it's, there with the NFL Network. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. It's us. It's the uh, NFL Network. Red Zone. And, yeah. I think That's it. Maybe the Olympics or something. You know, it's just us. Like, we're, we got it here at Uncle Bucker's studio. It was, uh, I want to give a shout out, though, to Bill from the Trap Podcast. That was uh, oh, yeah. a lot of fun on Saturday having So him much on. fun having Bill on. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you. And uh, hope you guys, if you checked out that show, if you didn't, go ahead. Um, give me microphone envy. He does have a beautiful. Uh, that's a good microphone, microphone. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it was it like uh, I realized how bad our sound quality was when I yeah. listened to his microphone. So I did too. You know, so now we all anybody get listening, the same I, one. I really appreciate that anybody listens. I mean, that's it's, pretty good. It's pretty I, amazing. You know, we do have some, uh, not many, but we do. Have I wonder some. if they and have I, bad listening equipment. And they'll I, notice. I don't know. Why. Why. A little FM radio in there. All the people with really horrible headphones. It's crazy that all our downloads are coming from a school for the deaf. So <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, you know, yeah, I, like if you are one of our listeners, can you just e- please email us and, and and tell us why? Like we don't, we just don't get it. 
We wanted to I, hear what really crappy sound equipment does. Oh my god, it is. I want to know how we sound. I mean, I listen to the show and I don't notice it. It just sounds fine. And then I listen yeah. to Bill and I'm like, son of a bitch, he's been doing this a while because we yeah. don't sound like that. We, we smooth, right. you know, it's a radio well, voice kind of thing. I don't even think it's anything he's doing. I mean, no, I it's think microphone. it's just, it's just microphone. Totally it's the microphone. The microphone is just like it's. We're like talking through these little tin straws or something. And yeah. His was it. like hanging there in front of his face. When all four of us, or even you know, when well, the three of us are on, weird you. that you put it that way, Bob. I know. What did he say? It was hanging there in front of his face, <laughs> all inviting, just all trying inviting. to get some listeners. <laughs> so Bob did, did what yeah, he always does. Yeah. So uh, oh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I think when the three of us, like when you listen to a show, it's just the three of us. You don't, yeah, it's shitty, but we're all shitty, so it just right, blends right. together. When you yeah. put Bill's audio in with our audio, it's oh. like what is I it? don't want to say he can't come on again, but can he use our microphones next time? Well, I'm, I'm sure he's got like his, his original <laughs> microphone from <laughs> yeah, 2018. Go, go, Maybe go he can throw that back on that you used to use be... before you knew what you were doing, and I'm put that tell, use that one. I'm going to tell him before he comes on. Mm-hmm. If you really want back on the show, it'll cost you three new, whatever your microphone is, Rodcasters. And yeah, then or, you can come on. <laughs> you want him to raise us up to his level. I was thinking about taking him down to ours. I want a free good microphone. Then we don't ever have to have him well, back on Your again. plan is just use it's, it's smarter, but mine's like evil, and I like it. All right. I don't know well, where we'll I would shitty one. Um, <laughs> I got a You're hot take, shitty, guys. Oh, I, got I got a hot take for, hot take. for this season. So we start the season next Thursday uh, against the Red Wings. So we play the Red Wings, and then back-to-back we play the Coyotes. And we have the weekend off, and we play the Panthers. We have a couple days off, and we're at home. I mean, we're in the island to play the Islanders, and then we are up in Montreal. Then we're home against the Capitals. Sabres at home. Wild at home. That is our month of October. My hot take. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the month of October. That is a hot take. You're right. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils will be eight and O going into November. Oh, they wow. are gonna go undefeated in okay. October. That, that is that is so. that is my hot take. Okay. I felt a I felt a loss or two in there. Um I'm going to go six and two. Okay. 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 That's fair. I mean, I think when you look over the course of statistics, Bob's probably closer. A lot closer. To the truth yeah. That, you know, if you're going to take team X and say, what, what is their record going to look like if they're a good team? Uh, three out of four, which, which is what six and two is, is, is a very good pace. However, okay. when you look at the games, well, and this you is look exactly at this team, and, and I you think really we did this. Down, and no, I went seven and one back then. October. Oh. oh, okay. So you've kind of amended there, and we're, I mean, I feel like there's no way of knowing, but I, I think the eight no is not a crazy prediction. I think we're gonna well, we're gonna go through the month of October right now. All right. First game. Now I got to back up my two losses. I was just I was yeah. Just well, you know, you know, you can you you can just listen and then figure it out. What you know, make another decision if you want. Okay, we're home against the Wings on the twelfth, Bobby. Is that yeah, a win? That's or a loss. Win. That's a win. Dan. Yeah, I, I think you have to go with win on paper with that. Look at the preseason they're coming out of. I agree. And then we are home against the Arizona Coyotes. 
on Friday night. I don't know if Arizona is playing the night before. I don't have their schedule, but we are definitely playing the night before. So, Bobby, home against the Yotes. Yeah, that's a win because whoever started game one, whoever started game two, that's their home opener. So we're winning that too. Dan? If I'm looking for a loss, I put it in a maybe column, but I'm going to say win right now. All right. And then we have a two-day break, and we're still home. It's a nice little homestand to start the season. And the Panthers, defending Eastern Conference champs, are coming into our building on a Monday night. We win and lose in that one day? Bobby, what do you think? This is one of the ones I was questioning. I'm going to go back on all the credit I'm giving the Panthers for right now, and I will say we win that one too. It's a tough game. First real test of the season, right, for the Devs? You know, Seems like maybe it. Maybe they got a couple of big wins in their uh, pocket against a, a young Red Wing team and a young, not-so-good Yote team. Maybe they're a little, you know, first real test. And I think they're going to see it as their first real test. So I think they're going to get up for this game big time. And don't forget, you're playing a Kachuklis team, as far as I know. So oh, I, I don't see he's ready, isn't he? Is he? I thought he was going to be out for a while. If he's ready, he's Superman. That's awesome. I'm going to stick with my call, even if he is. I was kind of thinking he'd be out of it, in which case it's, you know, something the Devils, because they, I think they're going to be looking at the conference champs, and they should look at them as the conference champs and want to take sure. them down. Yeah. They should come with their best game. I'm going to be a little concerned if they can't rise to this occasion. To be honest with you, I feel better about them losing a game they should win than losing this one. So I'm going to give them a win on this as a kind of a necessary item, even if I don't think they're going to like sweep that. I got to give him a win here. It's a big game. It's a statement game too. As early as only three games, you're 100 percent right. It's a statement game. You got to you go in and you punch the defending Eastern Conference champs smack in the face. Uh, I think it does kind of send a little bit of a message early on. So yeah, they're going to win that one. And they got the weekend off, uh, and then they play the Islanders, and that's their first road game, October 20th, uh, which is a uh, Thursday. No, Friday night. So Friday night, uh, Islanders in the island after a four-day break. Bobby? I think this is going to be their first loss. Islanders okay. play us tough for some reason. But it's going to be in a shootout. All right. All right. So we'll put that. Give you the OTL there. All right, Dan? I always think the Islanders match up well with us. They gave us a somewhat difficult time this preseason. So you, you see that. Again, if you're really looking for a loss, this could be one you legitimately, legitimately consider. But I'm going to say no. I think they win this one. The other thing going in the loss column, I must say, too, is a little bit of a hangover. We're kind of plotting the season along. So it's in a context. We all agree they're going to get up for a big game against uh, Florida. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a letdown there. Not taking the Islanders as seriously as they should. I'm going to give them a win anyway. But those things against them, I, th- I think that I, we're, we're probably going to pick up one loss, and I, I'm just hoping it's not this one. Okay. Uh, first road game, you, you know, you got to establish yourself not only as a team that can win at home, but you got to establish yourself as a team that can come into your barn and beat them. This team's this is going to be tough. This game is uh, – I, I don't like the Islanders exactly for what you said, Dan. They just match up so good against us. It's the only way, you know, the way that they counter our speed is just uh, they do it. Teams try it, but they do it the best. Still going to be a win, though. They will not be able to stop the scoring. Um, Then we are another four-day break, and we are up in Montreal to play the Habs. So that is at Montreal. 
Bob. Yeah, the that, young, that's a that's young a Montreal team. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care how young and how excited they are. If we don't beat them, that's that's going to be really disappointing. So that's a team you have to beat if you want to be a championship team. Yeah. Um, I you know, I think I was going back and forth on what my actual number of losses would be, and I, I think I'm going to just decide it now. I'm going to give them their L here because it's so unexpected. Okay. Because this is the letdown game. If there was going to be a letdown it's a, game, it's a trap game. And I'm just going to say, it's yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get um, the, the, you know, have my cake and eat it too. I, I'm going to try to stay statistically not out of the realm of possibility. Seven one seems a little bit more realistic than, than than uh, eight zero, but only just a little bit. Um, and uh, so I'll split the difference between you two guys. And I just hope it's not an important game because I'd rather. Them also, if they're going to drop one, it's almost like, well, does it even really count? Come on, you, what, right. are you going to ever match up in a playoff series with this team? Nope. Are you worried about that? No, you know. All right, you came off a big win uh, in the island, and now you're going up to Montreal. You're on, a, you know, your little two-game road trip. The guys are going to be up there probably for a couple of days. They're going to be hitting the titty bars. They're going to be drinking. Montreal, uh, the titty bar city. I see what you uh, call them. You know, maybe they come to the game not feeling so hot. Maybe just party a little too hard. Maybe they do Anybody that. Ever play in Vegas. And if they do that, it still isn't going to matter. They're going to beat the shit out of them. It will yeah. be the second road win. No matter how good your titty bars are, Montreal. <laughs> no matter how good your you, titty bars are. They cannot uh, withstand our offense, is what you're listen, saying. Listen, I think Montreal is a ton of potential, but that's in a couple of years. So I think they are going to be bad, and they're going to be that team in the Eastern Conference that after maybe the All-Star break and after maybe the trade deadline, they'll start knocking some people off and playing spoiler and kind of putting their shit together. But they're not going to have their shit together this early. Yeah. So here All right. October twenty fifth, we're back home against the Washington Capitals. I, I think that should be a win as well. So back to the keeping the win column there. Uh, you know, it, realistically, Washington usually saves a pretty good game for us. I think we handled them pretty well last year, but I, I don't think it was perfect. I don't remember the exact record, but I always had the sense that you know Washington's had our number. We know Ovechkin's broken quite a few records in our building and against our goaltenders over the last however many years. So I feel like, you know, Montreal still is one of those teams that if they're going to struggle, we might struggle with them. But I'm giving them a win anyway. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't think that's the one they're going to drop. Took us down a long road there. Time. Washington Capitals. And then just a quick left turn into left a trip. <laughs> yeah. Washington hey. Capitals are old and slow, and their goaltending is not very good. Devils continue the roll. They win. All right. Then two days later, October 27th, second to last game of the month, Buffalo comes to town. Dan or Bobby, who are Bobby. This is um, Buffalo's statement game for them so far this year. They want to beat us. I think we'll be ready for them, but not quite as ready. This is going to be the second loss I give them. Straight up loss. No points. They're just going to lose to Buffalo and be like, damn, we got to remember that we need to play as hard as a team like that that's trying to climb their way up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope the Devils uh, do well against that team because that team's supposed to be them a few years ago, you know, and you can kind of see how that might be the case. And I remember us once in a while surprising the team that was supposed to be ready for prime time. So I'm not saying it's impossible. But, again, I jerked the wheel left into a tree. No, the Devils are going to win that game. It wasn't the wheel you were jerking. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, whatever. Broadcaster. Um yeah, yeah, look, Bobby, you're so you're so right. Uh, this is Buffalo's Thanks, like 
You're welcome. This is Buffalo's statement game, right? First They're W, no. Now you're a compliment. You're on a roll. You're on a roll, Buffalo. You're on a roll. So uh, they're going to come into town. This is, you know, the team Devils are favored in a lot of books as a top three or four team. Buffalo wants to come in and do what the Devils did last year. They want to, you know, punch a really good team in the face. They're going to want to, but the Devils aren't going to allow them to. Uh, that's not going to, the Devils know that. And they're not going to let this little punk startup team, not the first month of the season. Nah, nope. Buffalo. See, Chris in. isn't surprising anybody because here we went on record saying they're going eight and no. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm just listen. Legitimately, Buffalo is a fucking tough game. I'm living up to the eight and zero I already spit out. So I'm just making up reasons that they're going to. I love it. Um, all right, we finished the season off against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, real, real quick though, if they do have a tremendous, you know, October, I might not be so apprehensive about picking them to go undefeated in another month. So I just think nice. right now. They haven't lost yet, so they're going undefeated. Um, Minnesota, come to town. Oh, no. we're oh, no, that's, I'm sorry. It's a home-and-home, home, actually. October 29th to November 2nd. So our first game is in New Jersey against the Wild. The last game in the month of October, Dan. Or Bobby, sorry. Bobby. Yeah. I think this is going to be a tough game. I think Minnesota plays this tough for sure. But they're going to be reeling from that loss in Buffalo. Uh, they're not going to have it, but it's not going to come easy. They'll get their 13th out of 16 points in October, but that – will be in overtime. An OT win? Yeah. Why not? Okay. We're going predictions. Let's go crazy. All right, then I'm going to give that Buffalo game an overtime win. You get the win, though, even if that happens in Absolutely. regulation. Okay. So, Dan? Uh, what's the date on? Oh, October 29th. Okay. Well, it's yes, not sir. Halloween, so mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. I was only worried it's if it was Halloween. Halloween. You know, our record on Halloween <laughs> is horrible. No, I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to win this game. And uh, I realize that if we keep going like this, we'll have them going, um, I don't know. Like 70 and 12? <laughs> maybe maybe worse. Maybe even a more homer. <laughs> At this rate, it would be, yeah, it would be uh, even less than that as loss column. So there's something right. unrealistic about what we're picking here. But I get the point. I understand where you're at with this. Because when you look at this now, you look how good the team is. It's kind of hard to pick which matchups they're going to let you down on because they should win every single one of them on paper. That's what it comes and, down to. And you're 100% right. And when it's this month is over and we do this going on, we'll probably be much more accurate, at least have a much better idea of how this team is playing. But as of right now, the way this team looks, they look like they can beat everybody. So I'm right. like, until, they, until somebody beats them, you know, and I'm not even talking about tomorrow night against the Rangers on the final preseason game. It's preseason. It doesn't matter. Right. But uh, right now, Bobby, It'll matter you if had, they're 6-0. You had the Devils in the month of October going one, two, three, four, five, six, and two. Which is an six and two with an record. overtime loss for 13 points, yeah. Dan, you have the Devils going seven and one in the month of October. Yeah, I just kind of split the difference with you two. And I got uh, them going eight and oh. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think, honestly, a three out of four run is is really a huge winning percentage that would sure. get you close to the President's Trophy or better uh, at a normal clip, so – I mean, statistically, Bob, Bob's got it there. I get it. Uh, but I also understand, like, you know what? There's no reason to think they we, won't. We work. could be all blown up on this by game one. Like, oh, nobody yeah. thought that they were going to start 0-2 last year either. Like, Absolutely. You're 100% right. Absolutely. So, you know, but it's going to be I just fun. hate opening day losses, so I get very angry. Yeah. So if anyone sees me there, don't look at me if they're losing. I just, don't look know, at me. Don't look at me. Then again, animal. everybody that we're interacting with seems to be far more – uh, hot and cold than we are. So be this right. is true. Um, 
so I, we're going to probably wrap it up, but uh, do you have already who you're picking for the first goal of the year? Does anyone already have that in their head? Um, I have not. I can't, I can't pull the Holtz card two years in a row, right? So I, I got you were going to. I got to think on that. No, but I got to be not, honest. How do you not pick him? I know. I was thinking about this. Like, <laughs> you would have to pick him because I, I might if pick he him. scores now, last, you're going to feel it. Like, I thought last year he was finally over the hump. That's why I picked him and, and everything. I, this year, although he's done – fine in the preseason I, I have to just readjust seeing some of the way that the guys we have scoring right now and all that talent up front I wouldn't be surprised if we had a goal on the first shift you know and he might not be on that first line depending on who they decide to is he sure's line or Hughes's line we don't even know who'll get the opening like you know face off so uh, I need to think about that for a minute I mean I don't even know there's so many uh guys it'd be great to see oh yeah you know first goal is by some of these new it's guys be like seeing lower <laughs> well that, yeah I was gonna say like it, it's it, it, any of the big names to Foley's, Meyer, Hughes, it's going to be great. But yeah, if it's like a Siegenthaler, for instance, uh, or you know, a guy just really wasn't looking for that much production, it's almost anticlimactic, right? Yeah. But a silly little moment. But I'll tell you what I care about more than like who scores the first goal in the season is getting everybody their firsts fairly quickly in the season. I yeah. hate to see anybody start out with a a, a drought. And yeah. if this team, you know, has so many people who could pitch in to see them all contributing. Like everybody's moving, uh, that would be really good to see them on a score sheet early on. You know, maybe first ten games, you got you know everybody on your top two lines has points. You know, like that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, you know? and, and is anyone else thinking like, oh shit? I hope Brat is a lot more consistent because I don't want him to I peak in totally the preseason. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just had a freaking hat trick. Does that mean he's not scoring well, again till November? I was thinking about him for a first goal, and then I was thinking about how like unbelievably on fire he was. And then I was thinking exactly what you said, how it didn't even matter. <laughs> so what I want to do is see a, a part, a new brat where he just doesn't ever go away a hundred percent, that he's dangerous every game. And I don't care about the scoring streaks and I don't need a brat trick, but I really, really want him to see him be dangerous, uh, effective two way active player every single game, whether he scores or not. Um, that would be awesome because then you know that's not going to go away for the playoffs and then we're in good shape he's been I, the, one of the most impressive people in preseason so far and, and yes. all around his all-around game has just been and he's so freaking fast he's even faster he looks faster than he's he looks look, better yeah, doesn't he he, he looks, looks even better, better. Yeah, i know looks like this a, gives me a new like hot a take it's sick this does give me a new hot take now that we're talking about it. Can't here's my hot take. You already no, no, said they're going no, no. seven. Here's my hot take for, for the season. You thought you said hot cake. They will score on the first shift of the game. How cool would oh, that be? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, let's do it. Right. So the first, what, 35, 45 seconds, something like that, right? All right. I like there it. There you go. I don't know which line it's going to be yet, but uh, – It'll probably score be the Heischer line. Just to I, blow I, that arena up, man. They score that just, fast. You're going to start – you know, the, the captain, I think, is going to start the season out. You know, I, that's well, what then, I then it may just be Holtz. It might be. But we'll find out a week from Thursday. But we are going to come back later on this week. We'll talk about the final preseason game, make some early season predictions like first goal and shit like that. So whoever uh, first secondary assist, <laughs> first secondary assist by a defenseman, or last preseason in the preseason second period, <laughs> in the right. second period, the last preseason game is tomorrow, right? Your face was frozen. Me? It was like some weird expression. It was so funny. Yeah, Whenever basically. a face freezes, it's always the I'm dumbest. Ma- Max, right I'm a Max. What were you saying there, Dan? Uh, yeah, right now I froze up. Um, I don't know. I kind of. I feel like I forgot my point right about now. I'm sorry was about it? that. It's all right. It's all, all right. good. So uh, yeah, check us out. Um, like uh, five star review. What else? Download. 
you know, give us a listen. That's Tell nice. a friend. We appreciate it. It goes a long oh, way yeah. in promoting That was the, the uh, point, by the way. Yes, please. Um, tomorrow night is it, I believe, the last preseason game. We have the New York Rangers. So that yes. should be, you know, like who cares about these preseason games? But wouldn't you love to wrap up the preseason being the Rangers? I mean, kind of a nice way to end it gives it some meaning. Beat the Rangers, go 6-0. Right. and My only problem is I kind of wish that they played a little bit later too next week. The whole – they're going to have eight days off. Before opening day. Yeah, maybe it doesn't right. matter, but they just have a lot of momentum right now. I'd like to see them maybe play a little bit. I don't. More. I see what you're saying, yeah. but this team, I don't know how much that matters. It's kind of like you just put them out there and say, "Go ahead, go ahead, go play," and they just go and score at will. But yeah, tomorrow night, seven o'clock at the Rock against the Rangers for the final preseason game. Um, I really wanted to go last night. I was bummed. Yeah. I had availability of tickets, and I got stuck going up to the city, but. There are a lot of Uncle Pucker stickers oh, splattered around Madison Square Garden. You had to pass the arena Garden. to go to the city. Yeah, I know. That, that was sucks. the painful thing. And then all I was thinking there about was like, I, at least I know that Devil fans are coming home happy and not like the Giant fans coming home last night that just probably wanted to drive their car into a barricade after that game. It's tough. Yeah, that was brutal. It's tough when you know it's over this early. And I've said it before. Daniel Jones should give at least a third of his paycheck to Ed Donatel, the the defensive coordinator of the Vikings last year. He had two good games. They gave him a $160 million contract, and now he's dog shit. That's why, because he's not very good. He had two good games against a really bad defense. So Mm -hmm. that's all. For that, Dan, Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you. Later. Puckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over!